0: Do you have mathothelioma? If you or a loved one have been exposed to the confusing mass and did not receive help from Mr. Dottavio, you may be due compensation. Please call 555-6284. Oh! Who's that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey
1: there, Little Red Riding Hood.
0: Welcome to the pilot episode of Cat Scratch Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Dottavio, for our first episode titled, Scary Season. For this episode of Cat Scratch Radio, the guys and ghouls of Room 304 will break down various topics about Halloween. Prepare to be scared. But first, a note from our sponsors. This episode of Cat Scratch Radio is sponsored by Chateau de Room 304. At Chateau de Room 304, you can enjoy all the comforts of home, from uncomfortable seating to vintage desktop computers and even lagging Wi-Fi. Use promo code DRIVETIME for 10% off your first reservation to Chateau de Room 304.
2: Hi, I'm Lydia. And I'm Brenna. Today we're going to talk about the best Halloween movie of all time, our unprofessional opinion. So the movie we want to talk about is Hocus Pocus, but I just wanted to ask you what you think about the Salem Witch Trials. Because the movie was loosely based off that, and we learned about it in class, but I'm not actually sure if the girl was lying about being a witch.
3: I think that the Salem witch trials sound pretty real to me. Normally I like horror movies, but Hocus Pocus
2: is definitely my favorite Halloween movie, even though it's not scary, because it reminds me of my childhood. I don't really
3: like scary movies because I'm a scaredy cat, but Hocus Pocus is not that scary, so I think it's a great movie. Tell me more about the background of this. I'm interested.
2: Hocus Pocus is a timeless Hollywood movie, released in 1993, directed by Kenny Ortega. It's a movie that is definitely original, but it does have some inspiration behind its plot. The three sisters in the beginning of the movie are witches, and they're caught and hanged in Salem. This may sound familiar. Hocus Pocus claims that the Sanderson sisters were hanged in Salem in October 31, 1693. While the names and date are fictional, the three siblings on the screen are loosely based on the victims of the real Salem witch trials. The inspiration for Hocus Pocus came from the bedtime story producer and co-writer David Kirshner would tell his kids. It's a Disney movie with a lot of lighthearted humor and some scary moments, but the true inspiration for the movie was both sentimental and scary.
3: Whoa, who would tell that for a bedtime story? But anyways, that's really interesting. How do you
2: think you would summarize the movie based on the amount of times you've watched it? Don't give too much away, though. We don't want a ton of
3: spoilers. Hocus Pocus is a family favorite movie that is filled with funny moments that also gives the spooky feeling. In this movie, Max Denson and his younger sister, Danny move to Salem. With a new friend, Allison, they discover an old abandoned house with the scary backstory of the Salem witches. Max accidentally sets the witches free, with a very unfortunate cost. Now with the help of a magical cat who used to live in the house, they have to steal the witch's spellbook to stop them from... Be- becoming immortal hocus pocus is a great halloween movie for the whole family and a great mix of dark and lightheartedness that you could watch every year and never get sick of this is a 10 out of 10 recommendation and it's definitely worth the watch thanks so
4: much for listening have a happy halloween
0: thank you girls we're now going to discuss favorite halloween candies in room 304
4: hi i'm ruby and this is alex we are going to talk about halloween candy
3: hi i'm alex and today we are going to be talking about what is people's favorite halloween candy so what i did today is i made a google form and it was sent out to my class at room 304 and people did a survey to see what their favorite halloween candy was our winner here was a vote of four reese's cups i thought people were gonna say either kit kats or snickers so There's a myth going around saying that candy in America is being poisoned? How is that even possible? But is Halloween candy a terrifying threat or an urban legend? Guess what, guys? That is a total myth.
0: Now that we've busted that Halloween candy myth, you know, one, your parents were only asking to check it to get their favorite candies out beforehand, and two, it's time for a station identification.
5: You are now listening to Cat Scratch Radio, home of the cougars.
0: How
6: old is too old to trick or treat? Big quick answer is that it depends on the person, but for the people who need to know the information, it's stated that 76% of answers on a survey said that 12 to 17 is the oldest age to trick or treat.
4: Hello, my name is Lauren, and this is Sophia, and today we are going to showcase a traditional tune known as Jack the Ripper. Everyone loves Halloween traditional tunes such as Thriller and Monster Mash. However, there are also classic Halloween songs that express a horrific spine-calling daunting truth about this chronicle. For instance, the story of Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper was the English serial killer between August and November 1888. The notorious and famous serial killer has made his venture into pop songs of all styles for many years.
5: In fact, some songs include the legendary guitarist Link Wray disclosing the Horde history, showing his instrumental surf guitar piece. Another famous single was released by such song that was later on banned in 1988 because such was planned to celebrate or honor this terror of murders. To add on, in 1987, Cool Modi was dissed by L.L., who was portraying himself as Jack the Ripper. A couple more examples include the Morrissey's version, which is inspired in the early 1960s, and a couple years later, another single was released. By the Motorheads, were driving with a heavy metal band looking into the past. Lastly came another heavy metal band, Volby, which took a novel approach, and release a song named after the woman who was believed to be Jack Threep's final victim.
4: All in all, Halloween songs are not always known for the spooky, spontaneous fun, but also can show the fearful, appalling truth behind the story of past events. Thank you, and have a great Halloween.
0: If you like breakfast as much as I do, Stop standing in line at the gourmet coffee shop that charges way too much for a cup of coffee and come to the Wake Forest Middle School Mess Hall. At WFMS, the Mess Hall is a fine dining establishment with an affordable price. Your hosts, Mr. Tavio, Ms. Ponder, and Ms. Mosley will ensure you have the dining experience of a lifetime. How do French toast sticks sound right now? What about an egg sandwich made from real eggs? Or how about the OG Plain Cheerios in your choice of regular or chocolate milk? <laughs> We've got you covered at our 1800 Main Street location. Eat responsibly. I'm George. I'm Stefan. And we're, today we're gonna to be talking about
7: haunted houses. And Stefan has a great story to tell you. Okay, so one time I was in this haunted house with my mother and my two brothers. This guy in the chainsaw started chasing after us. After that, my brother he was running behind me, and I fell. It kind of hurt a little bit, but like after that, like my brother didn't ever say sorry. So kept on going. And then there was like stairs in behind the house and whatever. And when I was going up the stairs, my ankle was hurting. And then so I had to get my other brother to help me up the stairs. So then like, there was this little weird tall lady that came through the wall. I was like, oh snap. I mean after after like, you know, I didn't really want to be in there anymore. That's an amazing story, Stefan. Good details. I have a question. What do you think about ghosts? Do you think ghosts are real? Uh, actually, I think uh, I, think they're all real. Yeah. Was that lady coming through a wall, a ghost? Yeah. I mean, no, she was just real tall, and it was kind of scary. Like, I won't go in that haunted house again, though. I don't have really good stories about haunted houses. I have one good story. When I was in California, there was this haunted house that you have to sign a waiver that they could actually touch you. So I was just walking, and some random person just grabbed me and pulled me into a room, and I had to like walk on my own path. Oh no, that was scary.
6: But um, in North Carolina, only thing I've done is Panic Point. It's not that scary. Hi, my name is Wyatt, and today in this podcast episode, we're going to be going over the history of horror films, specifically from the 1980s. The horror genre in the 1980s existed in the glorious time of when special effects finally started to take shape and really changed the playing field when it came to the quality of film production. When directors could finally deliver the, and fulfill the creative imaginations of the industry's audience, technical advances in the field of animatronics and liquid and foam latex meant the human frame could be transformed to an entirely new dimension on screen. Horror films have always dealt with taboos around sur- surrounding death, and in the 1980s they really began to deal with the evisceration and dismemberment of the human body, and with all of its slimy viscera and on display. Special effects creators fell over each other trying to create sequences that one-upped each other that had never been attempted on film before. There would be no monsters with zippers on their backs, and instead the focus was on unzipping abdomens and torsos, spilling their contents onto the floor. Over precious decades, movies managed to terrify the audience through the subtle suggestion. Quote from Frank Mancuso Jr., the co-creator of the Friday the 13th fr- franchise, If you can trigger someone's imagination, they'll scare themselves. One film I would really like to highlight and focus in on that would be overlooked on its release but now hailed as a classic would be John Carpenter's definitive take on body horror is another remake, although he took the Howard Hawks' 1951 sci-fi thriller based on a short pulp story author by John W. Campbell called Who Goes There. The thing from another world and turned it into a gore fest that has never been equaled, retrospectively, The Thing has proved itself to be one of the most important horror movies of the 1980s. Despite not being a box office success at the time, it is now seen to many as a visionary from a technical standpoint. The special effects are far outstripped from anything previously seen, and certain scenes are horrifying to watch even today, nearly three decades ago. And Philosophical Perspectives Like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it offers a disclosure on what makes us human by examining what happens with our humanity is engulfed by alien biology. But, sadly, of the end of the 1980s, horror movies were dumbed down to attract their target audience, with body counts through the ceiling and little attention being paid to plot or emotional authenticity. A glut of sequels and copycats were released to state the appetites of the aficionados of the genre and no one else. It looked as though the genre might have gone into a permanent tailspin. Sequel piled upon sequel, endlessly recycled plots, lower and lower box office receipts leading to lower and lower budgets, and a loss of respectability, which meant that the respected writers, directors, and even actors shunned and avoided the taint of horror projects. But horror movies had been here before, at the end of the 1940s, and once again the genre successfully managed to reanimate itself. Abandoning vials of luminous green serum, horror went back to basics and refocused on the most basic of all evils, man's inhumanity to man.
0: Oh man, that was scary. You know what else is scary? A bad report card. Are you at risk of a bad report card? Afraid you might get grounded forever? You're in luck a new service called drive time is at your disposal drive time is a dedicated 35 minute block every day where students can focus on i ready dream goal setting even that dreaded makeup work go to drive time or risk being haunted by bad grades no report cards are in fact haunted
1: what's if halloween costumes came to life if halloween costumes came to life what would happen in the next 24 hours a week a month several years what would people taunt would people turn against each other with the military fall.
8: To start us off, the costumes would come to life and people would start to panic. Within two hours, all the outfits would group up with similar ones. Zombies group up with zombies, vampires with vampires. In three to four hours, people would start to plunder stores and they would buy out all the toilet paper. This reminds me of something. covid There would be riots in the streets of people trying to destroy the costumes. It wouldn't go very well. In 12 hours, the the army would finally recover from the shock and would send soldiers down the streets, getting people indoors and dealing with the costumes. Within a day, the military would form safe zones for people to go and all the minor cities would collapse from all the rampant costumes. People would form gangs in areas outside the safe zones and even inside. And the smuggling empire would grow by this time the zombies have taken over as the most common costume and have infected all the other costumes zombie apocalypse after a month or so the u.s military would begin to leave the safe zones to establish cleared zones until in the end they are cured of the costumes
1: if costumes did come to life i think that the military would eventually fall Because all the monsters they have actually never dealt with. They don't know how to deal with them. And in the end, they're just monsters. So they won't actually care about their own lives. And they can, as zombies, they can just create more zombies. By just infecting other humans, monsters, and animals.
8: Well, this is a good point. But I have one word. Bombs. The military has loads of bombs and all kinds. That's why the military
0: would succeed. You are listening to Cat Scratch Radio, home of the Cougars.
4: Hey, I'm Reagan, and I'm here to tell you what it's like working in a haunted house. First off, there's probably a lot of questions, and here are some you might have. How much do we get paid? Can you touch people? How did you get the job? And just why would you ever want to work there? All of your questions will be answered after the commercial.
8: Do you ever just want a healthy, tasty drink? You can take anywhere. Well, now you can. Introducing instant water. Just add a cup of water to the bag and it creates instant water and In stores now for only 699.
4: Thank you, Carson. Now, first things first, I work as a haunter in the haunted house, so I scare people who come in. So that means that this is going to come from my experience. Since everyone always asks, how much do I get paid? The answer is, drumroll, please. I have no idea. We do not get paid until after the haunting season, so we have a few more weeks until then. We don't get paid for the hour. We get paid for how good our performances are. Second question. Can you touch people? No, I can't. It's okay to fist fist bump people if they ask like that, but you have to stay in character for everything you do. How'd you get the job? I went to this haunted house a year ago, but as someone who gets scared and I loved everything about it. So I waited a year until I found out that they were having auditions and I went and somehow made it. Okay, now why would I ever want to work there? It's actually really funny to be five foot and get to get a six foot person to scream and run out crying every weekend. And <laughs> all of the hard work is definitely worth it. My only tip is if you ever do work there, it's always wear bug spray and drink water. Reasons you might wanna, want to work there. Everyone is so nice that works there and they are hilarious. And it's really weird to see how terrifying they are after makeup. I do not recommend this if you can't handle working for hours and not knowing when it will close. We work a lot longer than you think. Most of my call times for makeup and my outfit is at 3, and I don't usually get home till 12. You need to understand some people can't handle being scared for the best sometimes. Some people can try hitting you or just screaming in your face and can't do anything about it but try keeping distance. It's totally worth it at the end though.
0: Candy, music, movies, a taste of everything here on this scary season pilot episode of Cat Scratch Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned for the next one. It'll also be a thriller.